Hello and welcome to the Iron Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Rob, and welcome to episode number four. So today we got a great episode on the docket. Our topic is going to be how having a strong faith sets you up for success in exercise. And we're going to be comparing uh, and looking at five habits that you've developed over the course of your faith life that are going to serve you incredibly well when it comes to exercise. But before we dive in, let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so we're going to be talking about how having a strong faith is going to set you up for some great success in your exercise. And our our talking points today are going to be based around five habits. And the five habits are this. Consistency, discipline, love, humility, and trust. And we're going to break each of these down a little bit more. Uh, But eventually, it's going to show you how, if you already have a strong faith life, if your relationship with God and your prayer life is strong, but maybe you haven't built that foundation and that consistency when it comes to exercise, the foundation's already there. The tools are already there, just waiting to be unlocked. And so this is an opportunity uh, for you. And so let's dive into talking about these five habits or virtues a little bit more. So the first one that we're going to talk about today is the habit of consistency. So this is a major component of any habit or virtue. And any relationship takes consistency to maintain. Uh, It's no different in our relationship with God. Our relationship with God takes consistency, waking up day in and day out, uh, dedicating our lives to him and to his mission that he's given us and to spending intimate time with him in prayer. And people of a strong faith have consistent and frequent times that they pray, dig into scripture, study their faith, and just devote consistent time to the building of their faith and relationship with God. And so consistency and frequency shows the heart and the dedication that we have for our faith. So my grandmother has on her fridge a sign that's always amused me, uh, but I think there's a lot more truth to it than I've actually given it credit for over the years. And the sign says this, 88% of life is showing up. And so as funny as it sounds, and as funny as it seemed to see that sign day in and day out as I would go to my grandmother's house, uh, it really is consistency showing up is 88% of life. It's a large part. That's what it means. Is it exactly 88%? No, probably not. But it's a large part. It's emphasizing that consistency and showing up is an important part uh, of our life and of our faith. And so a strong faith in God is not based solely on our feelings. You know, there's going to be days where you don't want to pray or read from God's word. There's going to be days where you're not going to want to exercise or put forth the effort. I know it comes for me. 
And there's an old adage that says, the only difference between a sinner and a saint is that the saint got up one more time. Now, I don't know who said this, but I heard it once, and this stuck with me, because we're all struggling. We're all rising. We're all falling. And, you know, we just got to keep getting up. We got to get up with God's grace and keep moving forward. And just as consistency is a key in our prayer life, in our relationship with God, it's going to be a key in our fitness. And if you've built this consistency within your faith life, tap into that virtue. And virtue is essentially a Christian way of saying a good habit. So these are habits or virtues uh, that you can build that are going to lay the foundation for having success in fitness. And so you got to tap into this. Consistency is a foundational element in fitness. You've got to be consistent. Inconsistency, it's hard to see the success. It's hard to see the growth that you're going to want to see in your prayer life, in your exercise. And so consistency is key. It allows you to build success upon success without having too much time, I guess, for lax, if you will. So this is the first virtue or habit. Uh, let's move on to the second one. And the second one is the virtue or habit of discipline. So I went in Webster's Dictionary, and I wanted to find the exact definition of discipline. And I found this. It said, to train oneself to do something in a controlled and habitual way. So here again, we see that word habit. And remember, virtue is a good quality that we practice habitually again and again. But also notice the word train here. So the word train for us is going to indicate practice. A mistake I think that we a lot of times make is we see practice as kind of like a non-pivotal element. People often see practice as like maybe a less exciting or a lower stakes part of getting better, if you will. And this is not necessarily true. The thing that's at stake in seeing practice this way is kind of a lax attitude. If we take this approach towards the practice, it's easy to get lazy in our approach and see it as less meaningful and just not not really being of great value to us, not worth our time, if you will. But practice is a more controlled repetition and experimentation to find ways to continually grow. I think you see this in the gym a lot of times. We want to see how our body responds. So we practice, we train, we see how our body responds best. We see how our body best responds to foods, you know? And so this practice, this repetition shows us and leads us to becoming the best that we can be. You know, anyone who has discipline in their prayer life and their practice of virtue in their faith knows with this repetition, the practice of prayer can get a little bit easier and a little bit easier over time. You know, the word discipline is not often associated with easy or comfortable. You know, it, it takes an act of the will to do something challenging. Uh, and our will is essentially what's going to help us decide whether we're going to do something right or whether we're going to do something wrong. And I think when we're training our prayer life, you know, we're tr when we're training spiritually for God, uh, building our relationship with God, when we're training physically, you know, yes, there's a physical element to it, absolutely. But there's also a training of your will, 
which is going to decide if you're going to do right or wrong. And so training the will to do hard things, dis- difficult and, and things of discipline, I can carry over to other areas. So like for faith to fitness. And, and on the other hand, too, from fitness to faith, if you got that discipline in fitness, that can carry over to your faith. Absolutely. You just got to apply the principles and the virtues that are present there. And so, you know, you, you heard me refer to a program that I did this past winter called Exodus 90. And this program was exactly about discipline, physically, mentally, and spiritually. It was about instilling discipline in all three areas of my life. And I, I just remember, like, <laughs> there were some things, there's, there's a handful of disciplines, at least a dozen. I, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. Uh, but one of them was fast every Wednesday and Friday. And this was, Jiminy Cricket, was it hard for me? <laughs> you know, like, it, the, the, you know, especially when I'm fueling my workouts, it was really tough to fast. And in the Catholic tradition, uh, when we talk about a day of fasting, that means one large meal or a full meal and two half meals or smaller meals throughout the course of the day. You know, and I think through this, I'd still probably get at least 1,800 calories, but that was a far cry from my, you know, daily consumption of like 3,500 calories, and so that was tough, but there were other things, too, that came a little bit easier, such as cold showers. Cold showers was something that I absolutely loved, and a lot of you are probably thinking, you're nuts, and you're right, I am in a sense. We all are, I guess, in one way or another, Uh, but Cold showers, I didn't like it because it felt good. Believe me, in January, jumping into a cold shower, that did not feel good. That did not feel pleasurable, I guess, to jump into that. But, you know, when I got out, I kind of felt like I was in a battle. You know, I felt like I was in a battle and I emerged victorious. And that feeling that followed, you know, I really hung on to. I liked that. And so, I began to love cold showers. I actually began to look forward to taking them. Not not because of the pain. I, I didn't, in a sadistic way, look forward to the pain. But I looked forward to the discipline. And so it became easier and easier over time. And so I think we can see this and find this a lot of times in our prayer life and in our exercise. Um, it can carry over. You know, exercise is not going to be easy when you start out. But if you're disciplined... You're not going to care if it's easy. And just like praying, you know that it's good for you. And so you do it. You know, it's not about your feelings. And over time, it's going to become easier. Just like the example I shared with the cold showers and with the fasting. It becomes, you know, it it starts out hard. And it doesn't mean that it's not going to have some difficulty. But it gets a little bit easier over time. You know, and I think eventually I think about it now, um, you know, Exercise, like for, for myself, I guess, as an example, exercise is, is easy for me. It's easy to get myself to do it. <clears throat> the exercise itself isn't necessarily easy always, and, and I don't want it to be because I want it to push me. But getting to the gym, showing up, it, it takes no effort. And so that's only come as a result of the discipline that I've built in that area in showing up day in and day out, regardless of how I feel, to train my body and my will as hard as I possibly can. And so tap into that discipline. You know, if, you, if you've laid the foundation with that, with your prayer life, grab hold of that and apply that discipline to 
your physical exercise as well. Okay, so the third virtue or habit that we're going to talk about is that of love. So to commit to something and to do something consistently that's hard, you got to love what you're doing. So in our faith, it's the love of God that motivates us. We're motivated by the overabundance of love and mercy and compassion and the time that God gives us in our lives. You know, there was a point in the Gospels when a scribe asked Jesus what the most, the, the most important two commandments uh, were, and he said this. He said, The first was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. And the second was to love your neighbor as yourself. And notice that both of these commandments, the greatest commandments, as Jesus has named them and labeled them, both revolve around love. And so love is key. Without love, ardor is going to fade along with commitment and consistency, whether that's in our prayer life, exercise, anything we do. There has to be an element of love. Now, I want to say something clearly. I'm not comparing the love for God and the love for fitness or exercise on the same level. That would be idolatry, and that is wrong. But what I am saying is that the you know love being at the heart of what you do is the key to success. So when it comes to exercise, you know you got to find something you love and enjoy. Not every moment, of course, but over overall, you know, as a course of the whole. So like for example, I love lifting weights. Do I love every part of it? No, absolutely not. But at the foundation I really love it. Uh, love is at the foundation. It becomes a part of who I am. And so our faith and our relationship with God expands our capacity to love. God expands our capacity to love. He takes our limitedness, as we said, like God takes our natural ability and expands it to the level that he desires and needs us to have for the mission that he calls us to. And so if you don't love you're probably going to be driven by some ulterior motives. And I myself have experience with this. You know, it could be hate or anger, uh, which I personally have experienced in in my lifting uh, time that I've been lifting and exercising as a motivation. I can get into that more in another episode and the dangers of that. Uh, But ultimately, love, love has to be at the foundation of it. And if it's not, there's going to be something else, likely not, a healthy motive and drive that's going to be present. Love wins in the end. And love has the biggest capacity for success and growth. And I think this is something that people need to hear because, you know, when you're in the gym and you're angry and you're, you know, smacking yourself and it's like, ah, you know, I got all that energy and adrenaline. Like you feel like that's that's the moment when you have the most energy. But honestly, I can tell you that the biggest capacity for success over the long run and growth comes from the motivation and the drive of love. And so if you're strong in your faith, you likely have a great love for God. And this capacity for love can give you the capacity to find a type of exercise you're going to love and do it well. Okay, we got two more virtues and or habits to talk about. Uh, and the next one is going to be this the virtue of humility. And there's a saint of the Catholic Church, Saint Augustine, who has uh, a quote on humility. And he says this, 
In order to become holy, three virtues are necessary. The first is humility. The second is humility. And the third is humility. And so, you know, you might be asking, what is humility? What's the definition? Well, St. Bernard actually has a definition of humility. And the definition is this. A virtue by which man, knowing himself as he truly is, abases himself or conducts himself. So basically, what this means is that you know, we, we are acting in a manner with who we truly are. And, you know, yes, we're this, yes, we're that, yes, you know, we have many, many aspects of our identity, but our true identity is rooted as children of God. And so we need to act with this in mind. Humility is rooted in truth. You know, it's not belittling ourselves or denying, you know, proper praise when somebody gives us praise for something that we might deserve, but recognizing the truth of who we are, you know, and yes, we can do great things. We're capable of great things, but only capable of the greatest things through God. We always have to remember that we are nothing without God. And so we give God glory uh, in all circumstances, in success, in the highs of life, you know, and in the failures and the lows that we experience in our life. Humility is the goal, really, of every faithful Christian as it opposes the sin of pride, uh, which was the downfall of the devil. Humility really helps an individual rely on God. If we truly are nothing without God, if our base identity is rooted in God, you know, we, we realize how much we need God and how much we need his grace to achieve the maximum potential that he has designed us for in our life. So humility is key in helping us get out of our own way, I guess you could say. The humble individual has the potential for such a depth of faith and relationship with God, honestly. And so this lays the groundwork for a well-thought-out, appropriate, and even-keel approach to fitness and exercise. And humility is really so essential in fitness because it really, it really can become so easy to be inflated with pride and vanity, you know, as a result of the success that you see and the results that come. Because, you know, when you dive into exercise, you're going to see a lot of success and you're going to see a lot of growth and gains. And so, you know, we, we need humility immediately to put our ego in check so that, again, we know who we truly are. We know that it's all from God. And so already having it as a foundation of your life from your faith can really pave the way for a proper approach to how God is calling you to do fitness or exercise. Pride in itself can lead to excess, injury, setbacks. And I've experienced this in myself. You know, you get in the gym and you're like, man, you know, you see a guy benching over there and you're like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to bench more than that guy today. Like I, he, you know, he throws on a couple plates, you throw on a couple plates, he throws on another plate, you throw on another one. You're, you know, you're trying to tit for tat him. And before you know it, you know, you, you drop the weight on yourself or you injure yourself, you know, and it's just, I, I've, I've experienced that in my life. And maybe you have too. Pride just does not lead to a good end. And so humility can really, truly lay the groundwork for a balanced and proper approach to the type of exercise that you feel called to. And it's going to help stave off that vanity of pride when success and progress inevitably come. Okay, so we have one last virtue to discuss, 
And that is the virtue or habit of trust. So how many of you have heard the phrase at some point in your life, trust the process, which in a, in a sense means trust that what you're doing over and over again is going to lead to success. And in our Christian faith, we trust a person, namely the person of Jesus Christ. And, you know, trust is so essential in any good relationship, especially our relationship with God. You know, our, our trust in God is one of the most foundational elements of our faith. You know, we know that we're not going to understand everything in our journey of faith with God. And so we have to lean on our trust in Him. We're going to be tested when hard moments come. But the fact that we know that God has our ultimate good in mind at all times can help carry us through. Doesn't mean it's going to make it feel easy. In fact, it might torture us knowing that, you know, we know he has our ultimate good in mind, but he's allowing us to go through this suffering. But we also know that, you know, we can never know everything there is to know about our faith and about the mind of God. You know, it says in Scripture, the Lord says, my ways are so above your ways and my thoughts are above your thoughts. And so we have to trust. There's just a, a gap between us and God, where we have to trust the wisdom and the workings of God. You know, but our lack of knowledge does not inauthenticate the truth of Christianity. Let me say that again. Our lack of knowledge does not inauthenticate the truth of Christianity. So just because we can't fully understand it or fully explain it to someone does not necessarily mean it's not true. But ultimately, in a sense, we have to, you know, going back to trusting the process, we have to trust the process and the will and the workings of God. In an exercise, it's going to be similar. You know, we need to trust the process of growth and development. None of us truly understand 100% of the science that's behind what's happening in the process of muscular breakdown during exercise and the building up, you know, through proper nutrition and rest and recovery, you know, and it's even harder to pinpoint sometimes because each person is so different. So sometimes, you know, one person is going to respond differently to a certain type of exercise. Somebody else, you know, might respond differently to a certain type of diet, you know, and so it's even harder. Each each person is so uniquely created intentionally by God that it's hard to know 100% of the process. And so there has to be a trust. If we trust, if we have the trust foundation that comes from our faith and our relationship with God, we then are going to have more of a foundation you know, in a disposition, really, to trust the process involved in exercise that's going to help us grow. And understanding this more only comes with practice, like we said before, you know, in trial and error, to slowly move the needle in the right direction. And that's, you think about it, that's man's disposition, is slow growth and slow gain. That's when man makes the most progress or declines the most, is in slow steps. And so as in our faith over time, we're going to grow to love the process that we trust. And it's going to become easier and easier over time. Okay, so let's recap a little bit. So the five virtues and habits that we've built from our faith that are going to help lay that foundation for exercise and success in exercise 
is consistency, discipline, love, humility, and trust. And so whether you are a seasoned fitness guru or somebody who's looking to just start building the right foundation for exercise in your life, know that your strong faith and the virtues and the habits that you build through that strong faith can help you grow in success and exercise regardless of where you are at. All right, well, that's all I have for you today. Let's close in a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, thanks everyone for taking some time to listen to this podcast. I really appreciate it. And if you're enjoying these podcasts, please share them with a family member, a friend, or somebody that you think might enjoy listening to one of these. So uh, thanks for all your help with that. And please know that you as listeners are in my daily prayers. Uh, So until next time, may God continue to bless you and your family abundantly and keep grabbing hold of that God-given destiny.